I, really, it's similar. Snicker so snack fun- went the people people. <laughs> give you something i have a feeling that you're going to be playing with after this is all said and done thank god i clicked record (laughs) hi hello (laughs) welcome to uh well it's normal for y'all i suppose citizens but welcome to an early morning recording of the uh of the whip around featuring gift threats by phil uh we'll we'll get to him in one sec i'm sean hayes and thanks to a series of professional and personal distractions you're gonna be uh you're gonna be hearing a lot more of the other guy soon but i am sean hayes normally i do macabre stuff other times mm-hmm. i am so out of the the the, the whack of things <laughs> that uh other people have to come and rescue me oh hey i'm not here alone no uh, no coincidence whatsoever that now it's time to introduce my buddy dr philiporta i do the science normally and uh I'm here to help out this week because my buddy is overstressed, and I've never been happier that you've been overstressed because I'm just thrilled with what I what I have. All right. But I've... what's up with you? Well, Tally's Folly opens at the Pennsylvania Playhouse is. this Friday. So when this comes out, it'll be, you know, in 48 hours, the physical performances will be ready to begin. Uh, it's going to start streaming on Saturday. So if anybody wants to cruise over to the, the Playhouse website, uh, you know, again, it's the Pennsylvania Playhouse if anybody's curious. .org. Uh, that is correct. Anyway, you can buy virtual tickets there and watch anytime, you know, starting Saturday all the way until like the last, whatever, Sunday in, in April. It's really a charming show. It is very sweet. It's, it's, there's no like intermission. It just goes. I'm super excited. About a hundred minutes later, there. it's you done. Um, yeah, Phil. What, what's your plan online in person? Uh, I'm going to do the streaming. Uh, Caroline and I we're going to we're going to stream it at home. I think a lot of people are, and what's neat is we're going to have this like we still have these small audiences in person, even when we record it for the stream, so we don't have to feel disembodied. Which is great because I remember you talking a while back when you were doing uh, the the the, uh, the uh, not the tryout uh, the tryouts. <laughs> sports in me is coming out yeah Um, yeah it was it was at camp we were uh we were doing training (laughs) camp for theater um but but you were and you were talking about the boy missing that audience is such a huge thing so so i'm so happy that you managed that you know the timing of it is such that you can have small little groups in the audience safely that you get that feedback because i'm just so happy for you we we absolutely uh, also, just other Ooh. stuff in life is just going like a freight train. It's just so like for all right. Here's the last thing about what's up with me, and then I'll <laughs> shut up. I'll probably shut up for a good long time as far as substance goes, if I ever even started. As far as substance goes, my daughter, who is wonderful and and precocious and all those things that mean difficult but lovely. We do love you, Eve. She is amazing. Anyway, she and her cohorts from her school are still. On spring break and have been for the last week and a half. I mean, at, like, this is the longest spring break that has nothing to do with Dan Cortez. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this. No, this, I didn't get that reference. That has nothing to do with MTV filming a bunch of teens leaping off oh, balconies oh, oh. into pools. And now I get it. Do you know what I mean? Beginning the kind of, I don't know, crazy 
curve disruption with venereal diseases. You know, that's that's spring break, right? <laughs> These elementary school kids just being dumped on their parents for two weeks. It's a long break. During the era of COVID, no less. Anyway, so yeah. what's up with me is the strange combination of of of, of theater and busyness and, and being shackled to my child who looks at me like, so this is spring break? Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm not Dan Cortez. But neither are you, buddy. Want, at least she's not at that age where she wants to wants you to like, like, oh, dad, can you fly me down to Maui or something like that? No, what are we, the cruises? But what's up with you, buddy? Um, I'm fine. Uh, Get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, right before you called, I was setting up for for today's lessons, and this is one of those things. By the way, I'm teaching. By the way, did you know I'm in the middle of the semester? Semester started. So <laughs> it's one of those things. Did it? I love I love this did topic. It? I love this topic, but it's one of those ones where physics? it is uh, specifically within physics, angular momentum. Like an elbow? It, like a yeah, flying elbow off the turnbuckle. Similar. Moving you know, on. Like, yes. Yeah. So uh, if only I'd have thought of that. But this is one of those things where I don't know why this is so difficult, but it always is every semester. So I'm just not looking forward to today's lessons. Oh. I love it. But so I'm teaching like, angular motion is a challenge for the the physicist teacher, perchance? The physicist professor? You know, I've tried many, many things, and some things work better than others, and so those are the things I keep in the lessons. But man, it's it's always like it's like pulling teeth, getting everybody to come along, and I'm always trying new stuff. But is this it, is probably is it the formulas the and the math of it, or is it just conceptually hard? I, I think it's a conceptual thing because you have straight moving things turning into spinning things, and I feel like there's some kind of disconnect there because those quantities are equal, but you never see how. Okay. So like a tornado, how wind will be going, and then all of a sudden it's like the due to the, the temperature differences, um, it's swirling, or does it have to do well, with like if actually, you... Well, actually, straight if, wind going into a swirl is actually a pretty good or like, analogy in a way. Or like when you take like a wheeled chair and push it, it starts going, and then the wheels, because of what they're doing, it starts to turn... Closer. Um, imagine sitting in a wheeled chair, put out your hand, somebody runs by and gives you a high five. Okay, yeah. I'm and spinning. That, so a I'm straight spinning. moving thing makes you spin. Yeah. Like that is a little bit of a disconnect plus a little bit of the angle finding. But that's just – that's that's a normal day in my life. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm glad you can visualize it. At least it's not that much of a train wreck in your head. By the way, choo-choo the weird is coming through. It's time for train wreck headlines. Oh, boy. <laughs> we can tell who the more of a morning person is right now, too. Uh, I'm not. It's just the coffee, I swear. By the way, what the fuck is Kahlua-flavored coffee? Like, that is just the dumbest thing. That's, anyway. That's un- redundant. That's, that's remixing a remix, right? Like that's That's like, well, what have you done? That should taste like water, shouldn't it? <laughs> right? Anyway, we are full of criminals today. No, and I've stop, got six of stop, them, except stop, for one that stop. was fake. Why did Kahlua what? come up at all? Sorry, because I mentioned the coffee. But, and that brings up Kahlua to you instantly. Yes, because it was Kahlua-flavored coffee I'm drinking. Anyway, we're full of criminals. Again, oh, I've good. got six criminals, except for the one I made up. So I've got six headlines, but one of them's not real. So there's really five. Spot the fake and win the day. Find the innocent person. Find the find the made up person. The non existent. Yes. Go. Bungling. Give me a minute. <laughs> oh, shit. Bungling burgers, botched bagel heist. Burgers? Burglars. Bungling burglars, botched bagel heist. Good morning. Get better your way. Good morning. Uh, suspected drug dealer arrested after he gives fake name that comes back with arrest warrant. Mafia fugitive caught after posting a uh, cooking video on YouTube. Florida mom shows up to daughter school wearing boxing gloves, fights child, gets arrested. 
Woman accused of hitting car claims she was trying to run over someone else. And man used riding mower as a getaway vehicle in two crimes. Oh, man. <laughs> it's good, but it's slow. But I don't know that it's going to get better for me. <laughs> I don't think it will. Bungling burglars botch bagel. High sus- suspected drug dealer arrested after he gives fake name that comes back with arrest warrant. Mafia fugitive caught after posting cooking video on YouTube. Florida mom shows up to daughter's school wearing boxing gloves. Fights child gets arrested. Woman accused of hitting child with car claims she was trying to run over someone else. Man used riding mower as getaway vehicle in two crimes. All right. I immediately have two prime suspects here. Uh, pardon, the, so, pardon the sort of dovetailing into no, what you're perfect. doing here. Uh, can I hear the second and third one again, please? Sure. Suspected drug dealer arrested after he gives fake name that comes back with arrest warrant. And Mafia Fugitive caught after posting cooking video on YouTube. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to follow some instinct here because we are moving at a pretty steady clip for this particular whip since you're sure. doing uh, all of it except for later. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna, I will not putz around. First choice. Best choice. Number three, the Mafia getting caught is fake. You ever see Goodfellas when they cook and they slice yeah, they the, cut garlic the garlic so th- right that yep it was similar to that apparently that's real son of a bitch was it the second <laughs> one um no that was just the most unlucky criminal ever apparently uh, yet can't swing a dead convict in here <laughs> without finding another one and, well all right all right uh let me take one more stab you, yeah just just say, the, you, you know the walk of shame type thing um uh-huh. there was the bungling burglars what's left besides the bungling burgers um <laughs> Florida mom uh, fights child, gets arrested. Uh, woman hits child with car, says she was trying to run over someone else. And man used riding mower as getaway vehicle. Okay, well, it doesn't really matter anyway. I'm playing with borrowed failure here. So I'll <laughs> say that I think the fake... The, 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 the boxing gloves is a lot, so I guess I'll say that's fake because I'm hoping. She claimed the God boxing damn. glove was glued to her hand and couldn't take it off. So she had to fight... In said glo- okay. apparently, yeah. What was clearly. fake, Phil? The bungling burgers? Yes, it was the bungling burglars botching the bagel heist. God dang it! Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, well, that's the way the cream cheese schmears, I guess. I love a good bagel with cream cheese. I do. Well, well, what's <laughs> really? your favorite? What's I your do. favorite kind of bagel, Phil? Moving on. <laughs> Science. <laughs> That wasn't distortion in the sound, folks. That was just my voice. Science! Oh, boy. Thank you. Good night. Science! That's, hopefully I can be the stinger. Hell, why not? Science! Jeez. Ah! <laughs> it sounded hard like pack. it was a railing kill. <laughs> sounded like a railing kill from the southern sun. Okay. Yes, power! <laughs> Woo! Phil is the space mutineer. I'll take that title. Listen, doctor. <laughs> lady Dr. Phil Lady And you know what? What? We have a Covidiot Do we have a oh. Hey, hey, it's the Covidiot of the week Of the week Of the week <laughs> I keep hoping maybe it's over, you know <laughs> I know And, and you know, I appreciate the hope because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of good out there and there's a lot of things encouraging people to get the vaccine like uh Krispy Kreme right they're doing the free donut yeah, yeah. You, which is awesome I, anything to encourage it and then there's this guy Ian Smith is my covid of the week because instead of encouraging people to get a sh- get the shot he's offering free memberships to his gym to those who don't get vaccinated um amazingly wait the what Belmar, 
is offering a free membership. If you don't, gym, if you don't, yeah. Well, and the Sean free market, sh- the free market should take care of this. You'd you'd hope. Uh, amazingly, the Belmar gym, uh, uh, the Belmar, New Jersey gym, opened up last year in May during the big dumb thing, uh, which is amazing to do anyway, and has already been fined a uh, hundred and thirty thousand dollars at least, and and been shut down a couple times Not for enough. violations. Not enough. I'll tell you right now, several states have traced outbreaks back to gyms and along with schools, restaurants, and hotels are among the most high-risk locations for spreading the big dumb thing. Huh. In fact, it was just the other day an article was published in Nature stressing that while people have been disinfecting surfaces, it's ventilation you should be focusing on. So when you're huffing and puffing at a gym, that's one of the worst things that you can do, especially if it's not a really big warehouse with open doors kind did, of thing. Did no one see outbreak, the, the sequence? when they <laughs> Did you see outbreak? Uh, no, I haven't. All right, well, you're nothing. you're intelligent enough that I guess you don't need this, but you would think there's this <laughs> sequence in a movie theater when this disease has gone airborne, where we someone sneezes and we do a whole like germs eye view as it ri- like, as this sh- as this spittle you know go and then the germ floats up and you can f- see it sort of caught in the air flow and it goes into a vent and then it goes into another and then off we go. Yep. It goes into another theater screening. So yeah, watch outbreak. You'll get it. Yeah, and, and <laughs> or again, don't, and you'll get it. Uh, yeah, this I, I get it. You wanna you wanna run a business, but that doesn't preclude like the greater good here. So you know, for repeated violations and shutdown, being shut down for putting the safety of anyone who goes in and out of your gym, and the people that contact them at risk, and for encouraging bad behavior, and we're just starting to turn the corner. You, Mister Smith, are my COVID of the week. May your nuts be crushed by a Bowflex. I like it. I like it. I, I always, you know, I'm trying to put in that little. Knife twist at the end there. A little knife twist. I'm not ready for that yet. We're still in science. Oh, that's true. Uh, oh, like I was begging such, for a segue, but we such, can't. We can't do it. You can't do it. I can. I can leave it and go back. But it's like a haunted house. There was a blind segue turn. <laughs> I ran into the mirror of the segue. Yeah. So I've never been happier that you're busy. And 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 Sean texts me yesterday in the morning and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, what are we doing? Not, <laughs> OK, not that's a little bit of an interpretation, but it's not as far away from the truth as I would like. <laughs> he tried to hide it with texting, you know, imperfect English and grammar, but it didn't happen. I could, so I was like, let me do the macabre. And I went to find macabre. And wouldn't you know, I stumbled right back into science, which stumbled me right back into macabre in this wonderful Angular momentum conserving twister that is this week's science and macabre segment. So I want to start with the weird part of the science, and then we'll move over to the macabre. Okay. May, I, may I interject one thing before I just get out of the way altogether? <laughs> yeah. And I'm quoting now. This was yesterday at 8.37 a.m. Gah! The time, the time is a, a clue, folks. Gah! G-A-H. Phil, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's tech week starting tomorrow. I've got rehearsal all week. How should we proceed? I have nothing written, trying not to panic. And then seconds later, wait, I have three for the roads from last week. I'm not empty. So clearly <laughs> just pinwheeling in panic. Yep. Um, but my buddy is willing to help me and to be a good guy and I was out me to... for the specifics and how I panicked. <laughs> that's I, a that's, guy friendship. That's what I'm here for. And I was ready to do two. I was ready to do both. The science and the macabre, but I found the same kind of thing, and it was just beautiful. Word and up. it even tied in with something that happened yesterday, but I'll get to that. So here's the first question for you. Mm. Have you heard of Beeple? Beeple? Beeple. Like an asshole saying sheeple, but like they're hitting their horn when they do it? Beeple? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Till now. Till now. Till today. 
he recently sold a digital artwork. Is a person is a people? Yeah, person is a people. So uh, you could people, be Banksy, but or you could be Beeple. Yeah, which would you rather be? And at the, at, tell you what, at this moment, you might rather be Beeple because he just sold a digital artwork uh, for sixty nine million. Uh, and by the way, he's not the only one that sold digital art for a crazy amount of money. In February, an animated uh, GIF of Nyan Cat, the flying rainbow farting Pop Tart Cat. Yeah, yeah. Sold for half a million dollars. What do you do with that shit? Exactly. It's a GIF. It's a GIF. Someone sold a GIF. Someone sold a GIF. Now this is the funny. This is the fucked up, right? Okay, wait. It's getting weirder. Because why are these things that people literally have millions upon millions of copies of yeah. stored on their computers? Yeah. Why are they worth thousands of dollars? And there's two parts to the answer. One part. The, science. People the other power. Part, stupid. <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have people skills. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's kind of part of it. Nice. Uh, there's two parts to the answer. The first is uh, a crypto science, thump, uh, and it's Ugh. called a non-fungible token or fungible token. Yeah, I've been hearing this bantered around a little bit. I, you know, and that's why part of fungible? what drew me to this fungible token. The best example is that a fungible thing is like a ten dollar bill. <laughs> this is a poem out of through the looking glass. <laughs> Uh, really, it's similar. Snicker so snack fun- went the people people. <laughs> Beware the Banksy, my friend. <laughs> mm. Um, a fungible token is like a ten dollar bill. We're like you could I you can give me a ten, I can give you two fives, and nothing has changed. We're or both, I give you a ten. We're both fungi. We're both fun. We're fine. Right. But like you give me one ten, I give you another ten, and like it, no value has really changed. Right? Okay. They're perfectly exchangeable. Sure. A non fungible token would be something like, uh, you know, real estate or something that can't be duplicated. Like this. So if we traded houses, that's not the same thing. You have a right. house, I have a house. Like, well, they're not the, exactly the same. Exactly. Or like a painting, like you know, like a Magritte or a Vermeer. Like those are like you know, yes, you can own a print, right. but it's not the real thing. Right. So there's one. I've, yeah, and you've seen, you know, it's a copy is worth way less than the original. The idea is that there are digital non-fungible tokens. So the same way you own a Bitcoin that only you own, someone owns a GIF or a JPEG or a file that only they own. Jeez, this, so is, Mark, this is sending me back to when people used to buy each other stars or thought they were buying each other stars, you know. What do you mean buying each other's star? Do you remember that one? It's like you name a star after someone. Like, hey, I did this thing online with this random web company, and now I have a piece of paper that says there's a star named, you know. Specifically has got this star. Right. Like, you know, Katie Love 6 or something. Like, no, that is not real. But anyway, I'm sure this is very legit. Oddly enough, technically that is, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, but now this is the problem. Do you see any problem with the fact that you're you're the one saying you own Yancat? Well, it's kind of like saying I coined that word. Like, great, good for you. That's what I was but, thinking. Like, what, what are you going to do with that? Well, everyone else has it. And it's not that everyone else has it. It's everyone else has the exact same thing. Right, Unlike, so how are you going to enforce that it's yours at all? And that's like the whole digital blockchain. Like, this is purely authenticated, like, you know, and, and registered, to, right? But it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like with, you know, I have a print and you've seen it. It's like I have a print of Son of Man hanging in my dining room. Yeah. The, the Magritte painting. Yeah. The but apple not, face. Yes. Apple face. Thank you. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, not every citizen is an art scholar. I figured Fair. I'd help him out. But it's not, you know, that's not the real thing. But your digital copy of Nyan Cat and mine 
are one-to-one exact digital copies. True. And yet these things are being sold for millions of dollars. So the first part is technical. That this, this thing is taking off is the idea of like, we can authenticate your copy as being the copy. And part of it's technical. Part of it is the market and being a people and being willing to pay for something, right? The, the market of art exclusivity. And in fact, and this was unbelievable. I saw this this morning while I was pooping. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I assumed, but yes, thank you. you. What, when else do you surf the web? Uh, David Hockney, who holds the record for the highest sale of uh, work by a uh, high, highest record for. Let's try that again. Holds, <laughs> holds the record for the highest valued sale of art uh, by a living artist at ninety point three million. Uh, says that NFTs are being peddled by international crooks and swindlers, and he describes Beeple's works as silly little things. And that one's a quote. It's hard not to kind of agree with anyone calling this silly at any level. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, and by the way, it's not just art. NFTs are out there. If you have Ethereum, apparently for a while you could have gotten a pet called a Crypto Kitty, which is, you know, like collecting a stupid Pokemon apparently. And there's a market for that. But then also, how about this? The NBA is getting in. And you can own short clips of the NBA's greatest moments. So what do you think of NFTs now? It's now like, that you know what they are, and, mm, and now mm-hmm. that you know what they're worth, mm. do you want to invest? Should we turn the show's logo into an NFT? I'm so insulted by that question. I'm so insulted by this whole thing. Look, I feel like it's not a very good currency if it's worth nothing if the power goes out. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes. We're all going to look so, not we, because I'm fucking not in this shit, but people are going to look so fucking stupid when, like, the power grid fails, and it's like, oh, my my gif of a guy puking up hot dogs at a, at a, at a, at a, at a contest <laughs> suddenly is worth nothing. No, friend, it was always worth nothing, but the world has gone mad. <laughs> well, you know, think about it. Just I'm like, bothered. I can tell. I, I, I feel like unfrozen caveman podcaster right now. Like your your <laughs> GIF values confuse and baffle me. Uh, you know, but wait a minute. Now here's the question. So, oh, again, I, I should wait a minute. This whole objection to your <laughs> objection, sir. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? Because you you you. I don't know if you have any originals, but I know I have a couple of original pieces of art hanging around the house and stuff like that. What's the difference between an NFT? You know, somebody saying, no, this is my one copy of this digital art piece that I'm selling. It's stupid. <laughs> All cryptocurrency strikes me as it is at least a little stupid. Uh, well, is that know, me just being like, I don't quite understand it. And so I'm threatened by it. And my like, you know, ancient lizard brain is like, oh, fuck all that. Probably. But I'm I am eloquent enough. Just barely. To be able to hide it under a veneer of this is weird and stupid. Citizens, are you eloquent enough to hide it under a veneer of, of eloquence? Wait, what? Never mind. Because Phil's not. <laughs> he has to be actually intelligent because he's not eloquent enough to bullshit it. So he had to actually develop his brain. Unlike some of us. <laughs> so citizens out there, especially if you're named Ward, let us know what you think of non-fungible tokens and art. <laughs> Jim Booney, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> and let me ask you this. Last hypothetical question to send you into the break. It's free real Would estate. You... What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Would you pay for an NFT? No. Of a murder scene? No. 
<laughs> I'd love to that. see it. <laughs> oh, well, have I got the, the segment for you? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mr. Relevance over here. He's not just a guy who buttons up plaid shirts like all the way up. He's it's good. Not all the way up. We'll be right back. All right, let's see. Dating app. Let's check it out. Let's who who are my matches today? Blaine New. Luther. That's a no. Just a no. No shirt. Gross. Hmm. Whip around on iTunes. Oh, it says here their ideal first date is mutual. I can get behind that. I definitely want to be a party to the date. Um. Oh, let me see. Okay, so I can rate them five stars for show review. That'll come after the date. Oh, I can subscribe and like keep up to date with what they're up to. I'm gonna do that. Bloop. Awesome. Could be my perfect match. Fingers crossed. So that was the traffic. Got it. Okay. Well, then I had to get slippers because my feet were cold. My colon was empty. My feet were cold. We and are we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Son of beach Somehow sheet. we both knew that that was going to lead into this. But of course. Yes, your colon was empty. And some people might call a bathroom like that a crime scene. And if you might be at a crime scene, you might be in Phil's cabinet of the macabre. <laughs> That's weird. It feels like I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm like a... Only in this moment, Phil. Please don't worry. But it feels like I'm a parent who's riding in the passenger seat with, like, the 15-year-old who's like, all right, I can do this. How much do you regret giving me the reins now? But I mean, I'm sure you'll be great. Here we go. All right. So. Instant classic. Go. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of the app Crime Door? No. Hold, please. You keep talking. Uh-huh. It's available on iOS and Android. It uses augmented reality to allow a user to walk around real crime scenes. I'm getting this right now. Now, I, before you do it, I want to point out, it's it's free to download. There are a couple of free crime scenes, and the rest are pay to access. Well, um, goodbye, bank account. <laughs> so, now, I just want to point this out, because now you've never heard of this. This has never come across your macabre radar. It ha- I've been distracted, I said. This isn't the newest thing. It's been around for a while. The cool part is, and I was playing with this yesterday, I really wanted to tell you about this as soon as I did it, because, but I was like, no, I can't tell them before I do the story. So the creators of the site stress that they're seeking to tell the victim's stories as well as give amateur investigators a crack at solving cold cases. Sure. Um, you got it? Well, yeah, but I was listening okay. to you too. <laughs> okay. I like how you're just like, I assume that that has nothing to do with the words I just said. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's totally. <laughs> so <laughs> it worked. Um, so just to give you an idea, Maybe the first the crime scene I'll visit is this podcast episode. <laughs> so uh, they've recently uploaded the Biggie Smalls murder scene. Oh, shit. Um, they've uh, one of their most popular, they say, is the John Benet Ramsey murder scene. And they also have the Nicole Brown murder scene that OJ totally didn't do. Um, but they even get historical and you can unlock like Jack the Ripper's final murder scene or the Black Dahlia scene. And the way they do this is that they. Oh, no. Wait, are you frozen? Okay. No. Sorry, I was looking at the app and you caught me. 
Don't. Dick. I put Tune the phone. In. I put the phone down. I was listening. <laughs> That's how engaged I am in the mornings. If someone gives me something murdery to look at, folks, <laughs> uh, it appears I have literally frozen in place. <laughs> just looking down. I'm like a ship. pointer dog for death, which I guess is just a pointer dog. So, so here's the thing. Now, what they say is they digitally reconstructed the crime scene using photographs. Oh my from god, the, the crucifixion of Jesus! I'm sorry. I'm oh, turning. Stop, you beat I'm turning my phone upside down. <laughs> I'm, turn, I'm sorry. So as, and as much firsthand material as they can get, they they have like lists of witness testimony, reports, news clips, links to news articles, forensic evidence that they could get their hands on. This app is going to be trouble can, for me. What was that? This app is going to be trouble for me. Oh, this is this could, folks. The rest of Sean's cabin in the macabre for the length of this podcast's existence, brought to you by Crime Door. Oh boy, uh, you better fucking solve these things too. So you not can interested. These... Just want to <laughs> so you... see how it went down. <laughs> so you can walk through the crime scenes and like do your own Sherlock Holmes. And now here, now number one, what do you think so far? I think I want you to talk faster so I can get to this app. <laughs> Shit. We are not sponsored by them, but we should be. Are you? Are you so you're into this. this yeah, is a, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Un- well, unless I open it and it's like, so here are all the crimes that Jewish people, you know what I mean? Like something racist. <laughs> no, it's. It better not be anti-Semitic like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, as near as I can tell from playing with it for like, you know, 30 minutes yesterday, it's, it's kind of neat. It's That's a lot of fun. <laughs> and soon. They're going to have a couple of NFTs of their own. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Why do they have to do this? Because everybody's hopping on the NFT train, man. If you can make it exclusive so that you're the only one that can access the single most studied murder scene in the history of mankind. Humankind. Actually, yeah, wait. Totally different. So... What would you say is the single most studied murder scene in human history? Well, I've 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 turned that card over early, haven't I? I expect yes, it would be the uh, the alleged crucifixion of the man of the man Jesus. You are correct, sir. And now I I, I I wanted to tell you about this yesterday because yesterday. Yeah, what a day for it, huh? Well, it was actually free to to use yesterday, the crucifixion of Jesus. Why didn't... Oh, I get it. I couldn't. I, no, I, I get it. I really I wanted it. to. I get it. Because then I would have been like, well, I'm doing macabre. I'll stay up all night doing this shit. <laughs> right? So I figured... Yeah. You know, I'll tell you right now, I think the Romans did it. Okay. You're a... Uh, you're, uh, you know, you believe everything you hear, I guess. <laughs> but it wasn't Martians. So... And it's exactly what you think, but pretty soon they're, they're turning that into a non-fungible token, so that way one person, only one, is going to be able to walk around, you know, that scene. Yeah, we've never had problems with one person having access to that kind of information, and then a trickle-down <laughs> effect that leads to the repression of entire swaths of human civilization for thousands of years. Seems like a great plan to me. God I don't see what's damn going it, wrong. crime door. <laughs> and how about this? Later in April, they're also releasing the Abraham Lincoln murder as an NFT. So this won't affect my access to these things at all, right? No. So this idea of how this would be currency in any way is stupid. So here, right? Well, now there's the thing. Apart from those murders being well, I don't understand it. Therefore, it's stupid. <laughs> now I'm middle aged. <laughs> you finally you peaked. 
Sometime, some time ago, yes. <laughs> but now my denouement is very apparent. You're, you're like, you're like three weeks away from old man yells at cloud. Huh? So, huh? Other, now other than the NFTs, because th- that's the tie together with the whole the science and the macabre. So we've got this app that lets you study a crime scene, maybe contribute to it. It's going well. Except now they're monetizing and there's a couple where, of these crime scenes. And there's where I get pissed. So what do you think? What what's your final thoughts on the whole thing? I want to know. Well, I feel like the one thing is it, okay. I feel like it's um, oh god, um, this is gonna replay someday to make me look stupid, and that's fine. But it makes me think of how that for a little while there they were like, yeah, we're making movies, and they're also three D if you want to do that. And then it was like, well, I guess that doesn't really hurt anything. And then all of a sudden, every single movie you have has, like, some snake jumping out at the camera for no reason. So now that the 3D bubble has passed again, now anytime you try to go back and watch one of those movies, it's like, well, this is stupid. All of a sudden, there's like a like a nail flying out at the camera. It's stupid. Just do the thing. It's stupid. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Because you mentioned goodbye bank account. Right, you you said that about like buying into some of the crime sure. scenes and the more famous. Okay, so what's the difference between buying into the crime scene and buying exclusive access to one of them? What's the difference? Why, but is why it exclusive is access? Because that Neon Cat thing we talked about, other people have access to the give. Right, absolutely. Right? So it's if what you're saying copy. is that someone could come in and buy exclusive access to an entire crime scene. Mm-hmm. That doesn't strike me as the same thing. That's just exclusivity. That's like that asshole pharma, pharma bro buying the Wu Tang album and being like, "Sorry, it's mine now." You beat me right to it. Actually, was that where well, you were going? Man. Yeah, Screlly. Yeah. Oh man, we have not met before, have we? No, never. Not today, anyway. <laughs> no, very arms like the way. Well, I don't know. I don't. We don't have the time. I don't think on this podcast right now to unpack all of the distinctions between what Screlly did and this token. Or if they're the same, to explain to someone as thick as me why they're the same, even though <laughs> apparently they're also the same as a gift that you can own, even though everyone else also owns it. Right. Hey, is downloading an uh, like paying for and downloading a song on iTunes? Do I now have a non-fungible token of that? Because, nope, because I have the same copy of the song that you do. So that <laughs> I'm going. I'm putting my head down. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'll tell you what, get the head back up because it's time to play a game. It's time for Real or Bullshit Science Headlines Edition. I'm happy Sean is busy this week because I wouldn't have found that article about Crime Door, which wouldn't have led me down the hole about non-fungible tokens, which meant I would have had to have reported on some of these kind of milquetoast science headlines. And I've got science articles, and they were weak sauce, and I'm happy I got to talk about NFTs and Crime Door. However, I'm really Sean. agitated, <laughs> really intellectually <laughs> stirred and, and ugh. just you wait to hear about what science was doing or not in the past week, which I again, as I have been absent from any of this stuff, really, they're all a shock to me, I'm sure. Mm. So real or bullshit science articles from the past week. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. First, I'll give you the headline. No. I'll give yes. You quick- yes, I'm ready. There it is. That's that positivity I totally expect from you. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'll give you the headline and I'll give you a quick summary. Here we go. Confirmed. We live in a simulation. 
by making arguments such as the speed of light is analogous to the processing speed of a computer running our universe and the consciousness exists solely to experience the simulation, people claim that we are indeed living in a big-ass computer simulation. Real or bullshit? God, science can be fucking annoying. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I love it. I embrace it. I'll never leave. I'm going to yeah. say, come on, bullshit. No, somebody made a totally cogent, you know, philosophical, observable like type of argument. Then it's, it's not dumb. scientific. It's dumb. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, it was the headline though, right? So what are we going to well, do? There you go. Yeah, fine. All right. Stupid. Next one. Banning tissues can stop spread of contagious disease. Researchers have shown that relying, by relying on flimsy disposable tissues, people have been spreading communicable diseases for years since they are far too thin to effectively stop particulate transmission. They suggest using stronger paper products like napkins or even better, carrying around a reusable handkerchief. Real or bullshit? Which is kind of funny because you think about some of, you know, prior to COVID, some of the most like disease-ridden cultures and, you know, you picture people in like England with like cloth hankies, you know, dying of plague. Anyway, or at least I do. It's, that does sound sort of intuitive, you know, whether or not that means I can just sort of make it fit, make the pieces fit, but doesn't that, doesn't that kind of sound intuitive, folks? Oh, boy, but Phil's a clever one. I, I want it to be real. I want that to be real, because that's funny. Uh, I'm sorry, I made that up. Oh, that was a clever one, Phil. It sounded good, it was. It's like intuitive in that sort of like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I know. I know. And, and you know what? I hope someone does that study because I always carry around a hanky and I, I think they should be around. I don't. I was thinking that maybe I'm carrying around the wrong thing. You know, it's going to be fun. That's a shame. Isn't it? Icelandic hippies flock to volcano to gather, quote, healing lava. Iceland's. Oh, boy. Fargdafall volcano is erupting for the first time in 6,000 years and hippies all over Iceland are traveling there to get a literal piece of the action. Led by pseudoscientists. Let me read. Let me try. Kanametla Bonrika Dotir. Kanametla Bonrika Dotir. Now, these people believe good job, that if Phil. they. B minus. These people believe that if they use the lava to boil water, then consume said water, it will part, impart on them all manner of health benefits because the water picks up uh, minerals from the lava. Now, this is supposed to be science? Well, they're, what do you call it? There's all these minerals in the lava that boils the water. Well, that's not what boils the water, but. Well, the heat in the lava boils. The just saying. Uh, this you game bonus, is. You get a bonus half point just for, for understanding how thermodynamics works. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It might be the only <laughs> thing I get during this game aside from shame. Uh, I put nothing past the pseudoscientific. Sure. Um, but neither do you, and you're very angry at them, and so you probably convincingly act like that. You know what I mean? Like you could. It's true. <laughs> this game, this game was too much in my wheelhouse. I feel like yeah, this is this is like I'm fighting the lawnmower man here. Um, oh no! Like this is your world. I'm powerless here. <laughs> That's right. I'm in that spinning globe thing. Damn it! Real, real. That is ultra bullshit. <laughs> and by the way, special thanks to my friend Sarah who helped me with the Icelandic. And the name of that scientist translates directly to American bastard son of America. That's you, friend. You're being an American <laughs> bastard son of America right now. <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thanks um, a bunch. All right. Here thanks we go. a bunch. <laughs> Shut your fuku jewel up. Um, burn after reading. Real. Art. 
Archivists, librarians, and psychologists from several UN member nations have suggested gathering as many texts of outdated laws and policies as possible and staging bonfires using them as fuel. The idea is to help countries move towards more progressive policies by highlighting the inherent racism and, and inequality in older laws and symbolically and literally burning away the past. Real or bullshit? Okay, I really dislike this idea. Um, <laughs> it's been tried before uh, <laughs> by one Monsieur Savonarola uh, in a something of the vanities. Can't remember what that was, huh? Little history lesson for everybody. <sighs> I really hate this idea. Oh, no. Where is this supposed to happen? Uh, several UN member nations have suggested this. I realize I'm probably going to bottom out in this game. <laughs> But I can't accept that as a truth with a clear conscience. Please let that be bullshit. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. That was really scary. Yeah. I I, I was writing that one, and I'm like, I'm uncomfortable writing this. Yeah. Burning away the past. Radioactive diamond battery will run for 28,000 years. A startup appropriately named Nano Diamond Battery <laughs> says it can use nuclear waste coated in diamonds to create a low-voltage battery that can run almost endlessly. The diamonds simultaneously contain the radiation while conducting thermal energy away from the waste in order to generate electricity. See, uh, I am not enough of a scientist. I feel like if I knew even a rudimentary, I don't know, what would it be? Like, um, this is like geology? A Do you know what I mean? Material, like, this is material science and... and that's and what I mean. Of, like if I a knew, little bit of nuclear. If I knew about the conductivity of, of diamond or, or even carbon. Do you know what I mean? If I knew the basis well, the thing... the same thing. Good news. Well, no, I, I'm saying, but even just whether, <laughs> whether I knew it as a gem thing or whether I knew it as just a carbon yeah. at all thing, maybe you, you're giving me a dead giveaway that I should be catching... But since I don't, since I don't have that skill set, uh, I have to roll no die at all and uh, and say that I, 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 I sounds real, Phil. Whether it works or not, to be determined, but that's real. Oh, yes. I'll do it myself, damn it. There you go. Uh, yeah, and, and it's... Stupidity it has led way. me to the truth. It does work that way. Diamonds conduct heat well, but they, do, they can shield from radioactivity. But whether or not this whole thing works is like a, a TBD thing. And it's like low voltage. So, like, it'll power your watch. But so that's about it. So, if one had the means and the insanity, one could fashion a better hat to block out the probing mind rays and stuff out of diamond. We're just settling for tinfoil. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's, now that's good, out there in the again, world. Goodbye, once again, goodbye bank account. Yeah. I'll, I'll use my non-refungible bullshit tokens to buy a diamond hat so that you guys can't read my thoughts about why I did something so stupid. Just put on your non-fungible diamond hat and, and join us this week. Word up. All right. Last one. You need this to go 50%, by the way. I don't even nope. want it. <laughs> Research confirms ingredient and household cleaner could improve fusion reactions. Scientists at Princeton's Plasma Physics Lab have found that controlled injections of boron into tokamax allows for better plasma performance during fusion. Boron is, of course, the main ingredient in the household cleaner borax powder. Real or bullshit? Wait, injecting it into what? Into tokamax. What the fuck is tokamax? A tokamax is a type of fusion reactor. Says Re you. Cre creates fusion donuts. That's, how, that's what I always like to say. Fusion donuts? Fusion donuts. 
It's a donut shape fusion reactor. Or you're full of shit right now. And you're like, no! (laughs) That's my student who said, I bet you can't, I bet you're full of me, just say my name! (laughs) Well, it's true, because I'm going to say real! And you're right! Wait, am I right about you tricking me, or am I right that it's real? You're right that it's real! Oh, wow, I (laughs) I just inspector gadgeted my way to a 50%. (laughs) Go, go, gadget, scientific ignorance. Yeah. No, that's a real thing. A tokamak is like a, a toroidal fusion reactor. Ugh, you're so fancy. Hey, I didn't say Stellarator. But should you? Nobody should. <laughs> All right. Was there a tiebreaker or do I just – I just No, uh, I'm so, – I was – in my head, that was the one thing I didn't do. I like, break I even. Well, you did enough. Hey, I'm not – hey, I don't know. Whatever. I accept my gray area <laughs> – success no actually failure. wait a minute remember i gave you that extra half point because you you did the you did yes! thanks to my basic scientific uh, blah 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 i managed to uh, my fingertip was over the finish line when i fell <laughs> on my face Woo! there it is I'm backing so into victory half point. america <laughs> fuck yeah remember if you fall on the race course fall on your face with your arms outstretched you might cross the finish line that's good life advice. <laughs> we'll be right back to finish this thing. Word. Hey, everybody. Are you interested in Philadelphia sports? Of course you are. Are you a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, you are. Are you frustrated by the Phillies? I know you are. Do you want to hear us go on about the Flyers? How about some Sixers news? Well, you need to check out Potadelphia. Subscribe to Potadelphia and we'll be in your inbox every Monday morning, giving a recap of the previous week's activities in Philadelphia sports. We're going to get you primed for the upcoming week, and we're going to make your drive into work a little more tolerable. So follow Potadelphia, subscribe to Potadelphia, review Potadelphia, and just overall embrace and love Potadelphia because it's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. Ding. Go. <laughs> welcome to the fastest part of the show because we're back and uh, welcome to the, the I'm participatingest part of the show. It is time for three for the row. That time of the show we talk about the things we didn't have time to talk about during the regular run of the show or that didn't fit in with the theme of the show, which is Phil rocks and does all the work uh, for this episode. Anyway, what's going to happen is <laughs> Phil and I, I'm Sean Hayes, if you may have forgotten, in case you forgot, are going to volley back and forth talking about real weird news stories that are burning a hole in our brains. Each of us does get three turns, 30 seconds apiece. Once the 30 seconds is up, we hear something a little bit like this, which is Bell. Just Bell. Telling us it's time to shut the fuck up, move on to the next person. Again, once we do it three times a piece, we'll do a little plug in here, a little chat there, and then we're getting the fuck out of here all over the place. Uh, I'm sure I'm going first uh, based on everything else that has happened until now. And these are not... These are from last week, uh, so bear with me if uh, you know if you recognize these. But fuck off! I've been really busy and I'm trying. <laughs> you made it to the. You made it across that finish line. Word fingertips, baby. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> right, right. Do you have any questions for me? Damn it! I'm so tired. Do you want to do my three too? No. Are you sure? Oh, improv. Yes, and. 
<laughs> are you go? In stop trusting rides news, two people were stranded 40 feet in the air for several hours recently when a carnival ride in Kissimmee, Florida malfunctioned. You know those funny videos where high-functioning lunatics get slammed into the troposphere in a giant slingshot? Yeah, notice the lack of high-tech safety in those vids? Me too. Right. So, <laughs> a fucking cable snapped after launching the ever-loving shit out of a pair of teens during their time at Old Town, a tellingly named Florida attraction. And while unnamed riders didn't get flung into the sun, they sure were dangling helplessly on a ride that relies a lot on cables and already proved that those shits can snap. Anyway, fire and rescue teams got them down. We're told the ride does get regularly inspected, but does that make you feel better or worse? Stop trusting rides! In now the squealing like a piggy news, the company Banjo is set up uh, is up the creek without a paddle after securing a five-year, $20 million contract from the state of Utah. Banjo was hired to collect and sift through mountains of data from traffic cameras, social media, 911 systems, and use their sophisticated AI to help law enforcement improve general stuff in the state by, their sophist- by using their sophisticated, quote, lifetime AI system. Unfortunately, investigation by Vice showed that Banjo did not, in fact, have any AI capabilities whatsoever. <laughs> in fact, the auditor from the Utah Attorney General's office said that Banjo, quote, does not have most of the capabilities originally says it has. Fortunately for citizens, worried about the privacy and misused data the state also said it's not that big a deal since their tech was so unsophisticated they didn't do anything useful well i guess it's back to mormons on patrol for the time being and Sean's COVID idiot bastard asshole of the week news. A California couple bought what home, uh, what, what news outlets are calling their quote dream home and yet cannot move in, nor are they sure when the hell that that'll even be possible despite already reaching a deal with the luxury home's prior owner and financing the place for over half a million dollars. Quote, on January 31st, 2020, Tracy and Miles Albert put down money on a beautiful four-bedroom home in Riverside, California, per one article. But see, you can't even evict anyone during COVID. And the rich asshole who owned the house before figures, hey, now I can have your money and refuse to leave my house. And since I'm a huge dick, I'll just be a savage waste of humanity and let these two buyers twist in the wind eat the rich and steal their houses is my point i guess wow that sucks in reptile has entered the tournament news uh, according to research from okinawa institute of science and technology and australian national university shows that the possibility exists for both mice and humans to become venomous uh the paper uh, published in the proceedings in the national academy wow. of sciences took a look at the genetics of mammals carry in our own salivary glands and shows the similarities to venom glands of snakes that persist despite the two species of uh, evolutionarily branching off millions of years ago scientists posit that they could eventually uh they could relatively easily edit some of the genes and get venom producing mice or humans comes as no surprise the studies from the 1980s showed that some mice had a toxic substance in their saliva already. In theory, that's the kind of adaptation that get passed down thousands of years. Maybe we get venomous mice. Venom mice? Could it happen to us? In theory, if the right conditions existed, absolutely. Let's just hope we get there before Outworld invades. Yeah. And due to mine are hard fucking core news, a prospective mining hire in the Philippines was in the middle of his requisite work physical earlier in the month when he finally found the reason for his occasional, quote, stabbing chest pains. He had a fucking knife blade buried inside his chest, dude. What? Kent Ryan Tomao, 25, just wanted a mining gig in Agustin del Sur, but what he got was a chest x-ray that showed a very obvious four to six inch blade running parallel to his goddamn lung and not so very far from his ticker. Kent says he was mugged by, quote, youths years back, and while Doc saved his life, they uh, forgot to look inside his body. I guess. Anyway, it's still in there because Ken is chill like that, but he says he is looking forward to having it taken out so he can mine already. All this so he can go down into a mine. A mine! God damn, that's tough. And finally, in Suck It Air Fryers news, uh, Leanne <laughs> Petit, an Ottawa-based government scientist with a background in biochemistry and organic chem, has discovered a way to germinate seeds that have been sitting around for three years with a 70% success rate. For those of you that don't garden, that's pretty amazing for old seeds. The secret to her success? Putting the seeds between damp paper towels, put it in a Ziploc, and drop them in an Instant Pot on the yogurt setting. Apparently, the low steady heat is just perfect for getting old seeds going. She's done basil, peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, all kinds of stuff, and as far as she's tested, the sky's the limit. Quote, a lot of people have a hard time with peppers and eggplants. They come to my door and say, I failed, and I say, yeah, it's very hard, so you put them in the Instant Pot. Gardening season is around the corner, so give it a shot and see what comes up. No. No, I'm not going to do that. 
I don't think I want to do that. No, thank you. Why? Because Team Air Fryer, bitch. <laughs> I knew it was going to get you for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, do we have anything to plug? Speaking of people who love Instant Pots, uh, let me plug my wife. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to do. I knew that segue ahead of time. Boop, boop. <laughs> we have not met, have we? Uh, not today. So... Uh, <laughs> She gardens, but that has nothing to do with the with the work. Don't uh, understand that, that, that euphemism, but I like it. <laughs> she gardens, but doesn't do the work. She gardens, but that has nothing to do with the work that we're advertising oh, here. Okay. Chain, chain mail, um, chain mail, costumes, tailoring, masks, Broadway level talent. talent. The magician's assistant on Etsy and Facebook. Find that link in the show notes too. What? If you want something unique, get it now. Maybe you could get her to do Love some to kind of chain mail vegetable. Combining her gardening and her, you know. She actually made little chainmail uh, ladybugs recently. Okay. I was talking about vegetables. Different. Oh, I was just thinking different, stuff you see in the garden. Different. Stuff you, plug something else, damn it. Hey, hey, read a book. <laughs> and if you don't feel like reading a book, how about you let other people read a book for you? This It was kind of cleaner in my head. But the, the point is, there's a podcast there. They're called <laughs> Slow readers hosted amicably by two fellows and uh they're not great at spelling but they are great at reading and banter and talking about books and, and intelligent subjects and video games and uh audiobooks so uh also 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 before we get too far off on this do we want to maybe plug some of the what what gabe has recently uh come out with one oh of the guys who goodness. host that thing yeah uh what's hey, the skinny on that i forget the uh, title gabe, gabe is working for maximum fun network and he is producing shows like uh uh, depression mode and that's uh, the one that's and, the one yep and then uh one bad mother i think it was the one about parenting during during this whole thing and he's producing those shows and daniel is uh working for not wondering oh damn what my brain just froze but he's been producing he's been producing shows like dr death and all those and they're just doing fantastic work they're living their dream out there in la could not be happier for him. Of course, I would be happier if they would, you know, stop working for a while and make a new show. Damn it. They no, will be back. Okay. They will be back. And when they do, but there's a great backlog that y'all would really appreciate, I think. There's so. fellas named Sean Hayes on the show. Word and Phil Porter. <laughs> and hey, 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 put that book down. Hey. You can't read anyway. <laughs> you know you didn't want to pick it up. <laughs> you know you didn't want to read that. You probably can't read, but you probably love sports. And if that's you, you should be listening to Potadelphia. Fucking A. Let me insult you to the only Philly sports show that matters. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, we've got the Flyers are trundling towards the goalie. Possibly. The Phillies, amazingly, 3-0. and Fucking up all my parlays this weekend, you jerks. Don't cork the bat. Um, also, what do you call it? Will the process finally conclude this year for the 76ers? Word. I'm forgetting one team. Oh, right. Uh, the the Union. Will he actually? I don't know anybody on the team. Playing <laughs> but like pool. Soccer, but I like soccer. Billiards. Uh, but yeah, they're every Monday or Wednesday lately. They've been coming out more on the same day we are because they're trying to steal our thunder. Those jerks. No, it's okay. We love them anyway. We love, uh, we love Dave and Sarah and. Oh, Juicy Gene. And also, don't forget the painted lines uh, for them on YouTube as well. And uh, both of these, wherever fine pods are cast. Word up. Motherfucker. Are we forgetting anything? No, you sang. That was kind of the only thing that was missing. Right? Now I've done it. I feel like that's about it. Okay, well, listen. (laughs) Oh, Tally's Folly. Shit. 
Tally's Folly. Time. Yes, at the Pennsylvania Playhouse, paplayhouse.org. To get your tickets, they, it runs, again, starting this Friday, runs weekends and basically till the end of April. Uh, and you can also stream it starting this Saturday all the way through basically anytime you want until the show closes on that last Sunday. Uh, so, Are you going to make it a non-fungible token for your performance? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Can't even really be mad because you brought it all the way back and that's comedy, uh, that's comedy organizational gold right there. But fuck you anyway. But you know, also thank you, <laughs> Phil, for being such a mensch, such a such a powerhouse. This episode, I w- I know for those of you who are really paying attention, that weeks ago I promised something about fire. I'm going to do that. I'm still. It's not even going to be that remarkable. It's just good. Uh, but I will do it. I haven't forgotten. It's just been bananas, and Phil's been a true friend uh, of the pod and of the man, uh, me, and has really assisted. And thank you, Phil. You're very welcome, sir. Now let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go go play with Crime Door. Hey, yo, we love you. I'm going to play with Crime Door, for real. Bye. Goodbye. It's a good father-daughter activity. They killed Christ! You bastards.